sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. Whether you're on 1290 AM, 96.9 FM, or Eternity Ready Radio. A little love and shout to Jeremiah Ferris out at Eternity. How you all doing today? This is Erica Salda, the queen of team. We've got a beautiful group today. Don Sanders, our producer, Richard Dugan. Got Dominique Hackett in the house. Others are going to join later on today. But without further ado, let's do this because we've got kids in the house. We've got recaps. We've got Don's recaps. We've got DP Charger recaps. So let's start off with Romy Davies. What's happening, Romy? Thank you, Erica. And hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California with this week's SB Dong Sports Recap. On Friday, our varsity boys water polo team won two games in the round robin competition of the Santa Barbara Invitational Boys Water Polo Tournament at San Marcos. The boys beat Maricosa 8-7 with three goals each from Mateo Bondo and Jared Burford. John Schaefer had four assists and a goal and Landon Romo earned three exclusions to go with a goal and three steals. In their second game, Jared Burford had an amazing eight goals and a pair of steals to give the team a 16-10 win over Monte Vista. John Schaefer added three goals, Francisco Valladares scored two, and Shane Davis had three assists and three steals. The boys won their final two games and finished the tournament 4-1. The Dons beat Garces Memorial 10-9 in overtime and defeated Redlands East Valley 13-7. John Schaefer scored the game winner for the Dons against Garces. Jared Burford scored four goals and had three steals, and Landon Romo had three goals and five steals. Shane Davis added four assists and three steals. A lot of stealing going on. In regards to volleyball, the girls' varsity volleyball team won their home conference match against Buena on Thursday by a score of 3-2. to two. two days before, on Tuesday, they beat Dos Pueblos in an away conference match 3-1. to one. In football news, the football team is set to play Ventura on Friday, September 16th at 7 p.m. and then Rio Mesa on the 23rd, the following Friday, also at 7 p.m. It was a very heavy water polo recap this week with not much more about the other teams, but hopefully next week we'll have more to hear about the other fall sports and how they're all doing. So that's it for this week's SB Dons recap and see you next time. Thank you, Romy. Such a rock star, isn't she? She's amazing. Isn't she like the most amazing person? Um, she was referred to us by a four-year Don, and uh, Ava Burford was her name, and she's actually off to, I believe she's still in grad school, am I right? But anyway, her twin brothers play water polo, and uh, Romy gave him some kudos last week, which is really exciting. But we have a charger now. First week, we've got DP Chargers, and they're doing great. All their sports programs are doing fantastic. We have a returner, Matthew Weitzel from last year. He said, I'm in this year. So, Matthew, talk to me. What's going on over at DP? Thank you, Erica. Now let's get into DP's last week's recap. I'm Matthew Weitzel, and let's get into it. Unfortunately, this past Friday, football took their second loss of the season, against the Ventura Cougars, with the game ending 7-35. This loss puts the Chargers football team's record at 2-2. And here are the stats for that game. Uso with one touchdown, and Tripathi able to make the field goal. 
Although they fought hard, they were unfortunately beaten. We'll get him next time, Chargers. And now, let's check in with the boys' water polo team. They aren't faring much better with a loss against the Arroyo Grande Eagles, making their record 4-2 this season. The game ended 9-14. Chargers starting off strong with four goals in the first quarter. But the Eagles started off even stronger with seven in the first quarter and then following that up with another four in the next quarter, crushing the spirits of the Chargers. Although the defeat must have been devastating, there is still more season left for boys water polo to prove just how great they are. So let's go forward with our heads high, Chargers. And finally, it's time to check in with girls' volleyball team. To end on a good note, the Chargers beat the Rio Mesa Spartans three games to zero, crushing their spirits in the first game, 25 to 11, sealing their inevitable victory for the next two games, which ended 25-15 and 25-17 respectively. Great job, girls. I can't wait to see more of you and your season. This is Matthew Weitzel with Charger Recap, signing out. Wow, Matthew, you killed it. That was a fun two minutes. So appreciate it. Down the road, we've got SM going to be joining. We've got the Cardinals going to be joining. Uh, just recruiting some more and more athletes. Uh, if anybody out there wants to participate in doing some recaps, just give me an email. Uh, queenofteensb at gmail.com and we'll get you all set up. This is a great line item for college resumes and kids are having a lot of fun. We'll be back right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center, and this is a Huga moment. A Huga! Oh, I love it. <laughs> Huga is those comfortable, cozy things that we collect in our life that help make life really enjoyable. And one of those things that we collect are family, friends, and stories. And I love to tell stories. So I have a story. It's about, um, it starts out saying it's about a farmer and a horse. So this version of the story comes from China. There was a Chinese farmer who had a horse and his horse ran away and in the evening the neighbors came by and they were just so sad for him you know they came by to commiserate and they're like wow we're so sorry to hear that your horse has run away it's most on the horse's name was pepper <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying I every, like every, that. every animal good. needs a name that's very pepper good. so the farmer says when they said it's most unfortunate the farmer said well maybe there was a pause. That's kind of an interesting response. So the next day, the farmer's horse, Pepper, 
came back, and he brought seven wild horses with him. And he brought evening, all the spices. That's right. <laughs> he brought all the spices. Oregano. And it's oregano. <laughs> Cumin. Cumin. <laughs> and in the evening, the, the community came and they celebrated. Wow. Isn't this lucky? What a great turn of events. Now you have eight horses. And the farmer said, said again, well, maybe. And the next day... His son tried to break one of these wild horses. To break a horse means you get it so that uh, a human being can ride on the back, right? And so he's working to break the horse in, and while riding it, he's thrown off and he broke his leg. And the neighbors came and they said, oh my gosh, that's so sad. Oh dear, that's too bad. And the farmer said, well, maybe. And the next day... The Chinese government came through, and at that time, they had conscription into the army, and they came around to gather up all the young men to join the army, and they had to reject the farmer's son because he had a broken leg. And again, the neighbors came around and said, isn't that great? And the farmer said, well, maybe and that's the end of my story. So it, this story shows up. It shows up in tales from India. It shows up in similar tales from Africa. There, it shows up in a lot of different cultures. And the suggestion of the story is mm-hmm. that life events may take on different meanings based upon the things that follow up or the things that surround it and so forth. And the equanimity I mean, this is a word that you don't hear very often. I don't think I ever heard it. When I was a child, I because I read Thoreau and Emerson and and some of these um, existential uh, thinkers and writers, um, I heard the concept of equanimity. And equanimity means, uh, if I understand correctly, equal-mindedness. And the ability to take in life's events, but hold a space of balance inside your heart and your beingness where you're calm with it. And so what I want to encourage teens, if you have not looked up the word equanimity, go look it up. uh, See how it's been used by various writers. There are a lot of great quotes that use the word. And um, think, contemplate the idea that it may be more enjoyable to go through life with equanimity, being able to take in events of life, but have that balance. Nice. You know, uh, it's interesting. Now, I've, I've told that story uh, many times, uh, and the farmer actually, in my story, basically when, uh, when the neighbor says, oh, that's good, or oh, that's bad, the, 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 neighbor, the farmer will say, Who's to say what's good or bad? And we, you know, go through the story. And one of the things that it helped me to better compartmentalize, so to speak, or to actually dispel the concept of duality was that story. Because life is just what it is. And so when you take out the good and the bad part of it in 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 this context as we're talking... Uh, there, you take sort of the emotion out of it. It doesn't mean you don't care. It didn't mean the neighbor didn't care. Right. It just means, okay, I can be clear-headed. I can think about this challenge that is before us. Okay, the horse ran off. Or the son broke his leg. What do we do? 
or they came back and so forth. So what do we do? You know, what, what now? Instead of what I did with the very first time I saw a puff of smoke way out in the distance when we first moved here in June, we were here in May of 2006, June of 2007, I saw that little puff of smoke, but it was way out by Kuyama. I didn't know how far it was. I had no points of reference. I freaked out. I'm kidding. I and kid you, you know, thought it was a fire. I th- Well, I knew it was a fire, but yeah, I thought it was yeah. a lot closer. Right, right. So once I began to learn about the signs, in other words, I start learning the signs of. Yes. I was no longer freaking out. I was also putting together the contact list and so on and so forth. So now I'm prepared. Uh, and, and you have equanimity. And I have equanimity. And yeah. equal uh, uh, balanced yeah. mind. Yeah. Dr. Jean, you must be teaching teens, especially headed into college, how to hold that space. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's such a great concept, I think, because, you know, uh, thinking about all the different emotions that are in that story. And I think from a somatic perspective, you know, I might say, well, part of our work is to allow the emotion Right, that that we can still feel the the happiness or the sadness or the fear because that's also what informs us. Right, that we do need to have times where we say, "Oh, it, oh yeah, it is time to run. I am going to pack my bags and get out of here because I've been through a number of fires here in Santa Barbara. I know how quick they go." Right, so so knowing that it's okay to allow the body to feel it, knowing that it's there for a purpose. And it will change. It moves through. That's what emotion, right? Emoting. It's it's moving through and then just allowing the next thing to come through. So that's that's a great, great metaphor for all of that. Nine. Alex, you want to add to that? Yes. Uh, and <clears throat> the taking the emotion out of things that happen, even conversations, it's hard. That you know, the we, emotion of judgment. Yes, yes. Good work, yes. Yes. You respond right away with emotion most times. I mean, you panic, fear, anxiety. Uh, It's hard to suppress those things and detach. So, yeah, one thing that's helped me is, you know, if it's out of my control, I can't worry about it. I control what I can. And that's, those are the things that are within my power. Those are the things that I worry about. I, but I mean, even then, it's not really worry. It's just those are the things that those are my responsibilities. And so trying to uh, not panic and stay calm can be challenging. I mean, we experience it every day trying to drive. Can you imagine? Just <laughs> I, I lose my patience when I drive because there's some dangerous drivers who do not pay attention. And so I, I lose my patience sometimes and it's hard. Uh, you know, and applying that to life with seeing smoke and fire, you know, it's the same thing. Fear, panic mm-hmm. takes over. Yeah. And so it's hard. Finding that that balance is tough. And so, you know, there's always all these little sayings. If it's not going to matter in five years, it should have mattered in five minutes. You know, it's. Don, what do you say? It works. Yeah, it's, you know, our, our we're human. So our minds can go up and down like yo-yos. And, and uh, we want to have some kind of a, of a reliable touch point, something that we, you know, we uh, have balance, as Dominique mentioned, equanimity. And we're having, you know, if we can just look at it as we're having a lesson, you know, like, and, and don't, like somebody mentioned judgment, it's like we're not necessarily taught to critically think in schools nowadays. That's a one critique of the modern university. And 
if, if we can think the thing through and not go off to the races with the emotional response and judge, that's what we tend to do is, is we judge it horrible. And then, so then we're carrying the impression that we've had a horrible trauma, but you know, uh, the, the SCI Nichiren Buddhist Sangha I'm part of, there's a term they call uh, changing poison into medicine. And so you might perceive that as the worst poison that was injected into you ever, but you can, you can, you know, through time and through polishing your, your character and all the other things we've been talking about, you can come to a place where you're like, oh, okay, I can see now that had something to teach me. And now I don't have to carry that heavy backpack now and into the future forever. I can take that heavy backpack of that burden off and just get on with my life. You can, you can actually come back to a place where you're refreshed and you can start seeing things with fresh eyes. Does that make sense? Yes, mm -hmm. it does. Mm -hmm. I have Absolutely. a great question that might, I might be able to start off the next section with. Oh, uh, that's exciting. Ooh, that means it's with us. Take a break and get right to it. Okay. This is Erica Salda, <laughs> the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back. I'm Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And I just wanted to carry the thread of the conversation. Um, specifically, when I was a teenager, I had not I had learned from my family dynamics that it was important for my survival to try to fix everything. So when something would happen to my friends, I would jump in and try to fix it. I'd hear, you know, this story or that story, and I was always jumping in with suggestions or maybe I'd try to get involved and say something to someone and, and I, I was constantly trying to fix things. It wasn't until I became an adult and I did some therapy work, I realized, oh, I wish as a teen someone had explained to me that I could be there for my friends. I could be a human being instead of a human doing. And I could say, I see you and I hear you. And I could be there with my friend and feel with them. Ouch, wow, that really sucks. That really hurts. Or, wow, fantastic, you got an A+. Plus. I got a D. I'm so happy for you. I could... I could have had a different experience as a teenager if I would have understood that the human being aspect is the sharing of the genuine emotion and that I don't have to jump into judgment and doing. It's really well said. And I would say one other thing to what you said, to the metaphorically speaking, to this person. You didn't put yourself down, for example, for getting the D. Right. No. Because right. no your focus was on the other person. I can celebrate your A plus. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's important too, the self talk in that process. Mm -hmm. You know, with what we go through, you know, I'm okay. I'm a I'm a good person. I'm doing the right thing, doing the best I can and so forth and so on. So that's important as well. But fantastic. Yeah, I, I only knew one way of being when I was a teen, and that was fix everything or you're not gonna survive. Mm. Yeah, not good. Dr. Jean. 
Yeah, that takes so, so much energy too. I think Dominique, right? Because you end up using all of your energy looking at outside of what needs my attention first, right? Or what, what do I need to do there? And uh, I really like this idea of that, you know, just because somebody else is doing well too, doesn't mean it's a reflection on me, right? It's not, it's not a, a, a you know, the, a competition in that way, right? That you can also look at yourself and be comfortable with, yeah, you know, I have my own experiences, um, but also it gives it that permission when you can be there for somebody, it gives that permission that, you know, what would it be like for somebody to be there for me, right? If you're always doing for other people, you're not allowing them to take care of you, then, you know, what does it feel like to have somebody come to, to you and be that support for you, right? So I think that's, I love that, you know, idea of equanimity in that aspect, right? That we can all, you know, have times when we need that lifting up and also, you know, not just giving, but also receiving that as just a Yeah, and I found as a fixer, it was really hard for me to receive because my role was to fix. It wasn't to allow other people to add into my experience. And so it was difficult for me to ask for help and receive help. Yeah, I remember uh, Ellen Manning, actually the retired principal over at St. Rayfield, she actually taught me that when the kids were really little. She says, you know, you do, 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 do. When somebody wants to do for you, you need to let them do it because this way that you're, you're denying them what you feel. Well, and, and there's also people. Yeah, there's also that, uh, I like to call it, that universal law of exchange yeah you can't escape it right. there can't be a giver unless there's a receiver and yes. vice versa yes so put aside your pride yeah i don't take i'm so we don't take charity i mean i was watching this one program and that's the all the father said we don't take charity and yet it really would have helped if he just sort of swallowed his pride and said thank you yeah definitely so. well especially in for those out there it's like 50 50 a lot of single parenting going on it really does take a village. Mm -hmm. So I embraced it, and I was very fortunate at St. Raphael's and Bishop, my personal experience. But you can create that tribe anywhere you go. Yep. Um, I have another question for the, for the whole group. Out of all the sports and activities that you experienced in high school, so maybe yearbook or uh, being on the student body, there's lots of different ways we, we experience high school. What experience um, helped you the most or what sport helped you the most in grounding into your body the knowledge that you're really glad that you got while you were in high school? Okay. Well, can we save that for the next section? Yes. Okay. I know it's a deep question. A deep, very deep <laughs> question. My coffee is cold. Time to refill. Be right back after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. 
Welcome. Welcome back. This is Dominique, and I asked kind of a deep question, but what I'm trying to share for teens is um, uh, the people who host the show, we have a lot of experiences that we reflect on, and we think, what can we share with you that would help you have a more enjoyable school experience? And part of that has to do with lots of us have experienced lots of different sports or different things that we did in high school, whether we were in student body, whether we were in the yearbook, or um, the, all, lots of different things that you can do in school. And um, I'm asking our host, what is that one sport or one thing that really, wow, when you look back on high school, you're like, God, I'm so glad I did that because I learned a really deep wisdom that I continue to carry with me. Don. Yeah, I'm thinking back of the five sports I did. They were all team sports except for track and field. And uh, when the question was posed of, you know, what grounded you, which one of those sports grounded you in your body? I think it was that one because you have a you have a choice, you know, in, in a in a team sport, you have to throw yourself into the melee and you you have to give correspondingly to the level of the play it's it's just you're in the mix but but you know when when you're running when you're running a 600 or whatever you know we started out doing that in those uh, president's council and youth fitness things you know and and uh i i ran like a 124 600 and everybody was just oh you gotta and then my my track coach was oh we gotta make you a quarter miler in college i didn't do that but what i liked about that i realized ultimately I love training and conditioning, and it seems a shame almost sometimes to go out to the field and get massacred and then have to be healing the injury and then try to get back to a high level of performance. I thought, isn't that a shame? I, I, I don't know hardly anybody who uh, on football, basketball, rugby who would, who would say, boy, I feel great this week. I'm 100%. Almost always you're saying like, boy, if just one week I could feel like I'm 100%. True. Alex. Uh, for me, well, it, it wasn't in high school. It happened actually really early. It was karate. Um, the discipline of karate, uh, working out, exercising with adults and other kids as well who were just training hard. And I, I could see or feel how much I was pushing my body, the limits physically, like working hard, sweating, like drenched. And to this day, I still train like that. Like when I work out, I push myself mentally, physically. I try to get to that point. And that to that day, it sticks with me. And I feel like for me, that's been great. It's helping me in my training. It helps me with my clients. Um, and then, you know, seeing that athleticism from karate, I still kind of use it today with my training. So it's that's something that's just stuck with me forever. I uh, can't, can't just get rid of that, that work ethic that developed so young as a kid really was what it was. Now, I'm not sure exactly what it, if it was necessarily grounding me, per se. It was in grade school. Uh, track and field, running. <clears throat> because I felt that if, uh, if the bullies could catch me, it was all over. So I learned to run, and I was good in track and field. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that gave me a sense of freedom. Uh, and safety uh, for a while, but uh, I, I, I actually I did I enjoyed running, and now I don't run, but I love going out and taking walks. So yeah, it's yeah. it's a wonderful thing. Nice, Doctor Jean. It's such a it's such a hard question for me because you know I didn't do sports in high school. I was a dancer, I was a song leader, and I'm thinking you know yeah what 
where were my kind of safe, safer Dancing. place? Dancing and, and I, you say. But, no? but I thought, you know what? I wasn't even grounded in my dancing until I was a, an adult, probably in my 20, 25. I agree. I remember being in a ballet class and I had someone next to me that was also an older woman. And, and she said, don't you just love ballet? It's so meditative. And I was looking at her and I thought, what a concept. Right? This is meditative. And I... From that moment on, I said, oh, you know, I haven't been grounded. And it really changed, right? Just that consciousness of, and I don't have to be just doing a body thing. I can have my whole spirit in in my body as I'm moving. Nice. I love that. And I, I don't know how to explain to teens that sensation, but as your awareness grows, uh, I did ballet for seven years, and then um, I had to stop because I started turning my ankles. And now, looking back on it, I realize I wasn't actually really in my body. And so my twisting of my ankles, which made me change my uh, sports, I mean, you can look at ballet as a sport, um, it, it was kind of a call of my body saying, hey, you're, you're not in me. <laughs> you're, you're riding me to various places. We're not actually experiencing an integrated uh, sensation. So what I, what I would say to teens is if you're finding that you're getting injured in some particular sport or something, it may be that your body's trying to talk to you. Mm. My whole grounding experience was a little bit different. We got about a minute, but I use sports just to get out of the house, to be really honest. I didn't want to go home. So I had one of those childhoods. I had, a, I had a, an amazing shield maiden, beautiful German immigrant mom, but my dad, army, you know, drinker. And I did anything I could just to not to go home. So um, I played every single, anything to do, I would empty trash cans in the, you know, for the teachers. I just, I did anything I could to stay after school. So whatever sport was playing, I just got really, really good at it. So that was my outlet. So definitely for me, grounded me uh, my whole life, really. I mean, this is, that's why I played so many sports in college. I just didn't want, I lived at home, didn't want to go home. That was, that was, that was my thing. That makes sense. <laughs> it's true. And yeah. I was good too. And, and I was probably like 20 years shy of, um, not being a quote unquote, cause it's seventies, not, we had had title nine and everything like that. So for college it worked, but as soon as I graduated and I had an opportunity to go further, but it was like, there was, the money wasn't there then. So. Uh, that's why I'm really excited for what sports have done for uh, women and, uh, you know, what's what's taking place right now with trying to get rid of Title IX and everything that's going on right now. It's, it's That's that's a story for another show. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> We've already touched on it. We'll touch on it later. Let's take a break. It's Erica Salda, the queen of team. we got a little bit more after these messages. Brazil. Back in the USSR. Way down in the 
and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. And uh, I was going to respond to Alex about his experiences in martial arts. I had been through several martial arts during uh, my, uh, you know, during my youth, too. And uh, a couple of them really stuck with me. Uh, one I really enjoyed was uh, Tai Chi, Jigong and Kung Fu with that man who was the technical uh, advisor on the, uh, if you remember the old show Kung Fu with David Carradine. And, oh, yeah. Uh, How and, fun. And, and, and that idea that you're drawing energy up from the earth and, and moving it through your body and utilizing it is once you get onto that concept, the perception of it, it's fantastic. And then I also got to study Aikido with the right-hand uh, student of Steven Seagal. When Steve, <laughs> actually, my, my friends got him his screen test, Seagal, for doing movies, and he ran all the Seagal's gyms. And I just remember one time, it was an amazing experience of getting out of your head and in, just into your body, which is one thing I forgot about in terms of grounding and sports and things. It's so wonderful to just be at one with your body and out of your head and not thinking so much, you know? And so one day this, this, uh, this junior, uh, this junior instructor, I was, I was going to be doing thrown, be thrown and rolling. And every time I'd get up, no time to think. He'd just step in, he'd grab my hand, he'd throw me again. And it's this just, is a keto and it's I, fantastic. Like yeah. And it, it's just, over and over and over again, I had no possibility of beginning to form any thoughts and mulling anything over my head. It was just ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. And, and it, after a while, I was laughing. I mean, at first, I had trepidation about, am I going to be okay if I roll? And, <laughs> and after a while, I'm just laughing. So that's a really incredible thing when you can just switch off the mind and be in your body. I think probably, Erica, everybody who, who shared about sports, that, that's one of the great things. Uh. Highly, highly recommend martial arts. And Aikido in particular is quite an interesting discipline because the idea is that you're taking the energy and through flow, you're just allowing that energy to then find its way elsewhere, but not harming yourself. And um, you can even do it in a gentle way that your opponents, uh, even though they may be forceful energy against you, you can get so skillful that you even rescue the opponent from getting harmed as well. Um, so, yeah, a chance to do a keto, kung fu, uh, karate. Oh, my gosh. They are such beautiful, beautiful art forms and teach so much discipline. So, teens, if you have not taken a martial arts class, highly recommend that you check one out. You know, that's one of the interesting things about the martial arts and the way they're taught and especially what you're talking about here, <clears throat> first of all, you don't want to get into a fight if you can help it. I mean, that's the first thing. If you can diplo diplomatically get out of getting into an altercation, so much the better. But if you do get into one where, okay, I have the skills, the abilities, the talents to where I can keep myself from being hurt and my opponent or, you know, my antagonist. Uh, in other words, you're actually showing concern for the other person. And that, to me, goes a long way. I've seen situations where um, that has actually made the biggest difference uh, of all. And, um, I mean, because the last thing you want, you don't want to get hurt. And, honestly, I don't think anybody really wants to hurt somebody else. 
especially knowing like what Don knows, for example, <clears throat> or anybody else who might know karate or other other of the martial arts, um, it was never the goal to injure or kill the other person. It was just, I really, I'd rather not do this, and I really wish you would just, you know, back off. Um, but if if you persist, okay, and I'll make sure that neither of us is hurt. And I think that's a marvelous a marvelous concept, especially when we were talking. Uh, in a previous program about uh, the the uh, the good and the bad, mm. you know. All right, this situation challenging, and it could go bad because we could both get hurt, or I could turn it around, not get emotional, and say, "Hey, I'm just gonna I'm gonna protect the both of us." Mm. Alex, how old were you when you took it? Took the classes. Five. Five. Oh. Wow. Wow. That's all, all the way up until fifteen. The black belt? Oh yeah. Are you really? Oh really? Well, and black belt means now you're ready to really study. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, it, when you really get into martial arts, you realize uh, it's like by the time you get to black belt, you're like, okay, now I'm ready to really understand what it is that I've embarked upon. I never knew that, yeah. Alex, and I know yeah. you a long time. Wow. How come you don't talk about it? You don't say, "Oh, I'm a black." Everybody's a black belt. Just say, "Oh, I'm a black belt." Yeah, you know, once you become a black you like, belt, you don't talk about it. <laughs> it's interesting, you know. I actually, it's it was very weird. So I did, you know, talking about the mind and 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 learning martial art. You, what they really don't tell you is, hey, you're learning how to hurt someone, but that doesn't mean you need to hurt someone. Exactly. So for me, like I, I got into altercations in, in junior high, and the thing was is like people knew I knew karate, and so if if they wanted to mess around, I was like, look, man, I'm not going to fight you. I don't want to fight, but if if we're going to fight, like, look, I'm not going to use my karate on you. Did you ever get I people will put who, you out? Like I will hurt you. Yeah. Right. Have, and did, I didn't, didn't want to do that, so I just there was one fight I remember to this day. I didn't use my karate. I just did street fighting, and it was a good fight. And that was it. We just it was done. Like he wanted it. It was stupid. It was over a woman, a girl. I'm sorry, ladies. <laughs> you know, junior high. I mean, come on. Right. Like, it was yeah. dumb. It was right. so dumb. It was so lame. Yeah. Did but you, did Alex, day, I, I still feel bad about it to this day. I still feel bad about it. Like, did, it's just weird. Did you ever get people who wanted, they didn't really want to fight you, but they wanted to see what you could do. So they would challenge you. Come on, show me some moves, you know, and so forth. Would test. Oh yeah. They would test. And that's sure. why you wouldn't necessarily broadcast. Tell them to put a cup on top of their head and kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I knew if I kick someone, man. Hey, I, I didn't want to do that. I yeah. didn't want to use my yeah. kicks. I didn't well, by then, use... you're breaking bricks. So, yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah. at that 14, yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was yeah, breaking a lot of wood boards, a lot of bricks. Well, it kudos. Was... Can kudos you break a brick now? <laughs> no. I was going to say. <laughs> I, mean, I probably could if I, you know. I don't feel it was life or death. You, yeah. you, but I think you... if I were to just go and do it, like I might tweak my knee or my hip, you know. Because right. <laughs> yeah. it's been a while since I've done some kicks. You have to work on that conditioning for your joints to take that kind of impact. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Um, so I, the, I think... the, old, the, the farther we get along down the road, we have to make a cost-benefit analysis about whether we really should do something or not. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which hey. is why I train the way I do, because mm -hmm. that athleticism that I learned from basketball and karate, 
I actually apply some of those things to my training workouts. So I feel like I'm getting that kind of fix, that athletic fix, that kind of, you know, fun training routine, similar to how I used to play basketball and karate. So, okay. So we got five minutes. We're rolling down to five minutes and this is the time where we open up love. Okay. (laughs) Gratitude. All right. Dominique, who do you want to give thanks to? I'm going to give a fast love to my mom. My mom has done something very special for a number of years for me where she sets it up so that I take a break and go do fun things in other places. And so I'm going to get a break to go to Avila Beach for a couple of days. And you're going to come with me. Aww. And I really, really appreciate my mom for setting that up for me. Thank you so much, Mom. Well, she's going to be in Jerusalem, so you know, she yes, felt she bad. Is. There you go. <laughs> there you go. What's so funny about it is I, I have her chipped. No, actually, her phone is chipped. But I like when, I, no, when I, she's away. I track her phone. Yeah, well, when she's away. <laughs> so it, we, I just, but she doesn't do it as much as I do. I like to watch boop, 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 boop. I just follow her. I just feel like I'm there, you you know what I mean? Now Dr- I get I get my kids updates. There you go. Dr. G, what who do you want to give some attention to? Well, all this thinking about the being embodied and and, and movement. And I want to say a shout out to Donya Robinson and Michael Love. And they have been running what's well, called Santa Barbara Ecstatic Dance Co-op all through COVID. They had um, outdoor music on the beach. And it really just got me through these last couple of years. And it was just the most beautiful setting. You know, we could be out rolling around in the sand, whatever it was. Um, But just the music that they play really helps you get into uh, embodied place, right? To feel grounded and just clear for the day and got me ready for the rest of the week. Um, And in fact, they're going to be starting at a maybe about four months every every month they're going to be having an ecstatic dance now out in isla vista at the community center there i think the next one's coming up on the the 23rd but um they've just really got something special so i have a big shout out to donya and mike yay good job guys thank you so much for holding it holding the fort down during shutdown there you go don sanders who you want we got a couple of minutes yeah, I want to give a shout out to my neighbor at the corner who has always got the news. He always knows what's going on with everybody on the block. He always knows what's going on in the immediate area. It's like he'll text me and he'll he'll say, hey, uh, in this last couple of weeks, big, big fire out by the I-5. I can see the smoke from here. And they've been shutting down both directions on the I-5 since noon. I'm like, what? Fire? Where? <laughs> Funny. Alex, did you already give? Yeah, we got to go to you now. Uh, my... Karate teacher, Master Zhang. Uh, he used to be Zhang's Karate Center out on De Lavina Street, right off of, uh, uh, what is it, in between Coda and Haley. Uh, that guy took me in and at four years old, taught me my stuff. Four or five years old, I think it was four and a half, you know, taught me everything I know and gave me that good work ethic, that discipline. So got to thank my karate teacher since we were talking about it earlier. Wax nice. on, wax off. I was just yeah. thinking the same thing. He was, he was my Mr. Miyagi, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> nice. D, you want to go? Dr. D. Oh, yes. You got to specify there because you call her D. Dr. Also. D. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I want to thank a good friend of mine who I'm doing some work with uh, who helped me out yesterday and has just been a very good, uh, I'll call her a confidant of sorts. 
I've got a lot of them, apparently. Uh, Daphne Kingma, who I've also had on my program a few times. Uh, and I just really appreciate the friendship. She's on her way to France, which is really cool. Um, and she's a story writer, so she'll have more stories that she'll want to record as well. But uh, I thank her for for her uh, kindness and and uh, and her support as well. So thank nice. you, Daphne. All right. I mentioned her once before. I want to mention her again. Uh, retired principal of St. Rayfield School, Ellen Manning. Um, and she's on a vacation right now visiting family and friends. But, you know, anytime I get stuck, I, I have people, uh, we all have, hopefully we all have people, but I have somebody I could always reach out to, the motherly kind of thing. She always gives me really good advice. Um, I just really so um, welcome the fact that I have somebody like her uh, to talk to anytime I get like in a stuck. Not like Dominique that you don't fill the void. You know what I'm saying? Okay, but she's like that older kind of person. So I don't know. We've got a we've got a lot to be thankful for. We all live in a beautiful city. Um, what I want to do is just you know be mindful of the fact that um, we're still coming out of this and just be. Uh, very considerate to those. I still have see, patience. Uh, yeah, have a lot of patience. Yeah. For, Equanimity. Yeah. Equanimity. Everybody, no judgment. Uh, I've always said this during COVID that there are going to be people that will never take off that mask. And you know something? That's great. That, that, you know, it everybody's doesn't matter. doing what works for them. Everybody does what works for them. So uh, let's be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Let's make somebody happy today. There you go. All right. Let's let's and then don't forget to turn tune in next Tuesday and every single Tuesday at nine a.m. God bless. See you next week. You're the best. Oh,